0: Welcome to the Boho News Podcast. Here, we share the latest news, comments, and opinion from across the boutique, lifestyle, and luxury hotel sectors, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name's Eloise Hansen, editor at BHN and host of this week's episode. This time, I'm speaking with Rami Zidane, founder and CEO of Lifehouse, to learn more about what challenges independent hotel owners face What prompted the partnership with Metasearch Engine Kayak as well as future plans to introduce a new brand. Rami what a pleasure to have you on my podcast today how are you doing?
1: Fantastic thanks so much for having me.
0: And where are you calling in from today?
1: I'm in New York technically Brooklyn but um but in New York.
0: How smashing well To all those that are gonna be listening to this episode, um, they're going to notice that it's going to sound a little different. And that's because we have decided to revive a regular interview series that we used to run on Boutique Hotel News. It was called Checking In With, that was aimed at getting an exclusive glimpse into the lives, the careers and the ambitions of hoteliers and general managers. So from here on out, all future episodes of this podcast are going to kick off with um, a selection of personal questions that are going to change each time before we move on to the business side of things. So Rami, why did you start your own company and Lifehouse specifically?
1: Yes. Um, it, it, a combination of personal experiences and professional experiences. Um, for one, on the professional side, I started my career in the, in the last recession. I had some engineering in college and uh, the last recession, there was a lot of distress. And I took a job at Deutsche Bank where we were buying a lot of distressed loans. And I got to be a good Excel monkey at making a lot of uh, manual tasks uh, of, of underwriting all these loans, many hotels, many commercial assets um, and automating those with some basic VBA code and Excel models. Um, and so, and that enabled us to do a lot of, a lot of interesting things. Now it was a, um, being an Excel monkey at a, at a desk is not a, a very uh, long-term passion of mine, uh, but I learned a lot, and I saw that the most interesting part of commercial real estate was certainly hotels, and I'm more of a creative at my core than um, than a, a financial engineer. So um, from there, I went to uh, Starwood Capital, which is like a pretty uh, well-known Hotel centric private equity firm and started by Barry Sternlink, who's a genius and so was interested in getting more into the hotel world and saw that I could apply learnings of using basic tools like VBA code and Excel to um, streamline hotel operations, hotel asset management, and the like that can enable people to do, more productive things than fumble around with Excel sheets and the like. Um, And I got to learn from a lot of people throughout that experience. Um, Went on to Seidel's group as well, which is really good at building really strong independent brands and saw that there were a number of problems in the hotel ecosystem um, stemming from inefficiencies in operations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as the hotel industry becomes ever more reliant on technology and revenue management and digital marketing and accounting is quite a complex thing i saw that independent hotels are particularly underserved and small and medium-sized independent hotels um, were especially underserved because they couldn't keep up with the complicated um elements of operating a hotel and i felt there was um, no one was well positioned to solve those problems in the ecosystem. And I saw there was an opportunity to solve those problems. Mm -hmm. On top of that, uh, personally, I grew up to Lebanese immigrants in a pretty homogenous Minnesota, Um, never really felt a good sense of my own belonging um, there and um, fundamentally saw that travel and there's a lot of literature to support this not just my personal experience that travel enables people to develop a better sense of their own belonging as well as other people's belonging um and so it wasn't until i ventured out of minnesota that i saw that wow there is a place for me in the universe and um uh and connecting that to the problems i saw in the hotel industry i became passionate about solving this how do we make um independent hotels but and and travel are more accessible um to to the universe and you know growing up in middle america uh, it's it feels less accessible than than you'd think uh, kind of in major metropolitans like like London um mm-hmm. and and New York
0: well here's a question for you Rami. if you weren't working in hospitality what job would you have liked to have held
1: um Besides a professional soccer player, football player, um, I uh, no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> uh, I so in this job, I've kind of taken on the role over the last six years of chief product officer, and I, I've gotten a, a lot of interest in the product side of things, and product in many ways is being the CEO of a digital product in some respects, and. Um, solving business problems ultimately, or, or user problems, whether that's a consumer, a business um, and you get to see the whole picture and you have to really understand the problem and then you're responsible for solving it and working with engineers and working with operations folks and marketing folks um, and, and all the stakeholders and piecing it together. So I've taken a great interest in product uh, in that, in that respect. Um, and so I'd probably be, uh, I'd probably have gone down the road of being a, a, a product manager, or you know, going going up that kind of hierarchical chain.
0: Mm-hmm. And let's look at your career thus far then. I mean, what's been your best achievement in business?
1: Uh, I think, not to give a, a cheesy answer, but uh, uh, people development, Mm-hmm. has been a really rewarding experience, finding great people, coaching them, and find, enabling them to reach their potential. It obviously uh, helps the company because I've trained people to be rock stars or enable them to be rock stars or find their own potential um, and, and and stretch those boundaries. Uh, it also, you know, takes some takes some load off my plate, uh, which is always great. <laughs> right. But um, I think that's the most rewarding thing is taking people who don't have a track record or a resume that says, "Hey, I've been there, done that," and enabling them to to do that. And I think that's so much so important in innovate in building innovative new companies is. Is you because if you just hire people that have been there done that their mentality is rooted in what they've done before yeah. um so i take a lot of uh pride in in having and developing and uh developing people and that does become my job um, um i think we've also been not to not to ramble here but i, I think we've also been the only hotel management company that's monetized our software Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of other hotel or hospitality in a, a startups, if you will, or venture growth back companies, whether it be Sonder or name, another company that, uh, in, in, the space, um, we're, we've sell, we've, we've now been selling our software and it's, it's, it's a growing part of our business. It's over 10% of our business now, um, I feel like we've, we've kind of solved the problem as an operator and built software to support that. And and being able to now sell that software to hotels has been a huge milestone for us that we feel really, really uh, proud about and excited for. Um, And our customers love it too, because they, at the end of the day, a lot of trust is required in this industry because you're, you're betting on things that don't have certain futures. Mm -hmm. Um, And so our customers love it because they, they see that, hey, we're using software that's kind of built by operators for operators and owners. And um, that's been a huge, huge achievement for us.
0: Mm -hmm. What about your worst mistake in business?
1: (laughs) All right, this could take a while. Um, (laughs) uh, No, obviously, first time founder and CEO, um, I I always look back and say, wow, if I started Lifehouse again, we'd be, you know, a bajillion-dollar company in two years because I, I've learned so much. Um, a lot of the key mistakes um, have been, I guess, similar to the bigger achievements is people-related, hiring the wrong person, uh, mm-hmm. not um, not creating the right environment, in some cases, for people to succeed. I'd also say, um, you know, we we always have – you get you get caught up in a low resolution mission that's like, hey, this is what we're trying to achieve, and missing some important nuances uh, can can um, can lead to to problems. I think like at the end of the day, we we obviously hotel owners' primary goal is financial performance, um, but there are other things they care about, and so we've spent a lot of time over the last couple of years figuring out what is the utility function or like Mm -hmm. what really do these owners value, um, besides the financial thing, which we, which we do well at. um, So we can deliver customer, you know, client satisfaction and hotel owner satisfaction. And so uh, I think not solving for that earlier on uh, has been a great learning and we've solved for it Mm -hmm. uh, now.
0: And to finish up this part, of our conversation. Rami, what are you yet to accomplish?
1: Uh, well, I'm not a professional footballer. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Um, I, uh, a lot of what we've done is automation of back office mundane tasks. And in small and medium hotels, there aren't that many people that do those things because they can't afford the people or they care less about financial reporting and the like um large hotels have a lot of back office costs that uh impact their PL and are also done quite poorly and so we haven't uh intentionally so in some respects but we don't have any super large hotels where we've been able to really showcase how efficient uh big hotel can operate. Um, And, uh, and partially because it takes a lot, a lot longer to Mm. convince a hotel owner in that space. And so that's something that's, you know, on our roadmap and, you know, in good time, we'll, we'll enter the larger hotel space.
0: Let's let's talk about the independent hotel owner now. So as, as our listeners can probably hear, we're moving on to the more business side of the conversation. But what challenges do independent hotel owners currently face?
1: M- many. Um, so for one, revenue is w- with a small hotel, usually it's a pretty lean staffing model. And <laughs> if you think about the goals of a hotel is, you know, manifest the the gas division whatever that might be for an independent hotel um and 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 maximize the profitability and if expenses are largely fixed and lean um then it's a revenue problem and managing revenue is a really complicated thing that's been i think overly simplified because of a number of reasons but um Effectively, you have uh, a lot of travelers who have changed the way they've shop, i e, they shop largely in digital means. And um, acquiring customers in a digital age is very different than the 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 old the old age. Um, and the question is how do you acquire uh, how do you position your hotel to generate online um, to generate the most amount of revenue? Uh, per day, because it's perishable inventory. Um, and there are complications to that because you also want to generate the right community on property. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you, you want to generate people that value your brand, your independent hotels brand, versus just the price of the product. So they just crash and just have a bed to crash on. And finding the right audience at the right price that will pay a little more because they value that and making sure that the, when they come ends up being, uh, in line with their, their expectation is complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it requires digital tools It requires dynamic pricing It requires meta search marketing and independent hotels, uh, are not set up to afford to be able to solve those problems. Um, so, revenue management and, and so what ends up happening is you end up with lower occupancy higher reliance on otas and expensive ota commissions and usually ota customers you know you've been on booking.com it's hard to understand mm-hmm. a hotel's brand uh, from an ota um and so ota customers tend to be price shoppers and um and you also don't get the emails and contact information of the guests when they book on OTAs, and so uh, and so you end up saying, well, my hotel has all this potential, but people don't know about it. People don't understand it. And then they don't, uh, and therefore they don't purchase it unless I lower my prices enough. And if I lower my prices, then I'm devaluing the brand and uh, it becomes complicated. Um, and uh, and there's there's further complications because uh, you know a consumer has multiple choices, so you have to position yourself relative to the consumer. And and um, and I like to think of it as uh, you have a business, and every day uh, you're launching a new business in some respect, in the sense that you have to look at your strength, you know, your SWOT analysis, so to speak, and position yourself well. And there's a different customer on Tuesday than there is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it ends up getting quite complicated, um, and I don't see a world where independent hotels are well positioned to to achieve the 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 potential through the complicated means. And I don't see you know we've got a partnership with Kayak, which is I guess the largest travel meta search platform, but Google Google doesn't fully understand uh, the landscape, and I don't know that they're incentivized necessarily to solve all these problems. And so. Um, long story short, it's complicated. And, um, and I think that's a, the biggest challenge hotel, independent hotel owners mm-hmm. face. And the reason they partner with flags and sorry to ramble here um, is for the demand to to, to, to generate demand uh, uh, and customers to, to, to book rooms. Um, and so among other reasons, but, um, and so independent hotels need, need help with generating demand because they can't rely on loyalty programs and the like. I think that's the biggest problem. I think operationally the other challenge is how do you manage expenses and guest, uh, guest experience and optimize those things. And so tools like, um, labor, uh, labor scheduling tools that are connected to your occupancy. So you, you staff accordingly, um, and, uh, tools that help you, um, do the basics of marketing and customer support, uh, as well, and answering calls, uh, help make base the operation become a more reliable experience versus mm-hmm. a, you know, a highly inconsistent ex- experience and, um, software can be really helpful to solving, to solving those problems. Um, it's like, how do you enable great people that need need to be good at delivering hospitality experience to be really good at their job without a lot of training. And, um, and so I think that's one of the, the, the challenges we're trying to help independence with.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to pick you up Rummy. Um, you mentioned earlier about your partnership with Kayak and, and whilst, whilst we're here, this needs, to, I, I'm so eager to learn more because for me, it was the first partnership of its kind that I had come across in my relatively short career um, as a journalist. So, how did that partnership come about, and you know, what was that motivation?
1: Sure, uh, great question. So, Kayak is a meta search engine, uh, not an OTA, but owned by Booking Holdings, which is a Largely a collection of OTAs, um, and um, and they uh, what they saw was that independent travel travelers wanted independent hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a traveler consumer shift of wanting a more meaningful anti mainstream stay, at least in transient leisure, um, and independents have a tough time merchandising their product optimally. The, in a way that can these consumers that want it will trust it on a digital platform. And so the question is, how can we make independent hotels that people want um, available to them to them in a way that they trust purchasing it online? And so, They have a marketplace where people are shopping for these these hotels, and we have tools that can help these hotels become uh, more reliable and better merchandise. And so the partnership was uh, uh, catalyzed by similar mentalities about about that ecosystem. Mm -hmm we have kind of a a three-phased approach uh, to to the partnership. One, one, we we started with hotels where we could test some things to see how consumers would react to different changes in merchandising and different changes on the on-property experience. And the goal was to figure out how can we deliver better consumer experience and more profitability for the hotels and uh and 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 our our role in that was operational oriented software that connects into marketplace oriented software and so um could they build a uh, a mobile app call it the kayak app in a way that it kind of served as an apple CarPlay for Independent hotels. So no matter where you're staying, you can use your kayak app to power your your stay and communicate with the guests. Communicate with the hotel, uh, upgrade your room, check in, get to your room, etc. Um, and uh, a lot of things need to be tested in that way. So we formed a partnership to. Step one, test some things. Um, And step two, build things that we've learned. That's the kind of phase we're in. And then step three will be roll out those things to a broader uh, universe of hotels and customers.
0: Why do you think boutique hotels are performing well? What is driving that recovery?
1: Um, I think there are a number of things. I think obviously there's a consumer trend of Desiring more meaningful and substantive experiences, um, being at a place where they can post and share on social media about where they're staying, and and wanting to stay at places that they identify with versus just the most uh, the the best financial value proposition. and uh, we've seen this across a, a lot of pro- products. You know, buying local, paying more expensive for buying groceries local, and all of these things. Um, and um, and so I think that's one component of it for sure, is the kind of consumer segment. Secondly, I think there's a um, there's a clear. Um, I think it's known as the TripAdvisor effect, but. Historically, brands were advantaged because when you're buying a room online and you don't have great in- information, you know, a uh, Hilton name or brand standards uh, help build the trust in what you're mm-hmm. purchasing. Um, in modern, in the modern era, you have great tools, whether it be social media, reviews. Um, so it's easier to build trust with independence today than before. Um I think third, uh, there's a higher repeat guest ratio in transient, uh, in boutique land because if you uh, people identify and like a boutique hotel, they'll stay, they'll stay with it. And I think historically, uh, 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 hotels were more price driven than experience driven, and so you can have a repeat guest organic recovery versus a uh a price centric recovery the last thing i'll say is google has made it easier uh for well optimized independent hotel websites and the like Um, so they've added some tools you've probably seen official site as an indicator Um, they have this even if you don't do meta search advertising they have a separate section that Usually, will rank the organic, the the mm. brand.com site there, um, and they, I think, have recognized that people want the direct site, and so if your code and your website is compliant, it's like you should organically rank higher. Um, so I think all of those things contribute to it. I'll also add. That, and this is maybe not necessarily the question, but I think owners are getting wise to the calculation of I pay a lot in franchise fees. I don't know what I'm getting out of those franchise fees, and I have very rigid restrictions. I have these expensive pips, and I have really long-term contracts. and um, and so I think there's uh, a lot of lot of data points that are that are leading to this.
0: I'm interested to learn more about what i believe might be a new brand on the horizon for you called life in so could you please share more about the group's aim to diversify and also what is next for life house
1: yes um so i would say it's not our aim to diversify our our aim is always to just serve hotel owners um and what, what we have today is a brand called LifeHouse, which is more of a four star full service product. And um, uh, a number of owners have said, hey, can we make this hotel a LifeHouse? And it doesn't have food and beverage um, and it doesn't make sense for it to be as high end. Um, and what we've seen is there's a lot of select service hotels that fit that consumer uh, demand shift and uh, and the owner wants to spend no more than they would have spent to make it a motel six or, or days in, what have you. And so we saw an opportunity to say, if you're going to invest as much money as you would invest in making a roadside motel or a motel or an in, um, you know, a, a flag, surely we can create a brand that solves for a better product and, and also, uh, you know, a really smooth, efficient operation. And, um, and that is not quite as fancy and luxurious as a, a life house, but has some similar design parallels. So the idea was to essentially launch a, uh, uh a three-star brand and, and then on the operation itself, uh, you know, uh, technology has made the product more efficient when, especially when there's no F and B. So Mm -hmm. guests can use the mobile app, check in, check out, and they're really not there for community when it's a select service hotel. And instead of having events and localized concierge, what have you, we've built that into our Apple TV and our mobile app so that people can just rely on uh, those frequently asked questions there instead of humans uh, everywhere. Um, So you can kind of make a three-star hotel feel a little higher end without having to have it staffed like a higher end hotel.
0: When when are you launching? Is there a plan in place? What can we expect?
1: We have a couple under contract uh, that are under development Mm -hmm. um, that you'll be the first to know about.
0: (laughs) There we go. You heard it here first. (laughs) And as you are my guinea pig for today's episode, I want to introduce a tradition to this podcast to ask the same final question to everybody that I interview. And my final question for you, Rami, is... What's the one question that you haven't been asked, but you wish you had? And this can be a personal question, it can be a professional one.
1: Um I'm probably gonna give a boring answer <laughs> to this. What uh what should independent hotel owners do? Um, given the complexity of the of the operation and the ecosystem and um and if I were a hotel owner, what, what would I do? Start with really understanding what your goals are. Um, and part of the reason I answered the question earlier of what would I do if I wasn't in hospitality and working product is like, it starts with, start with like, what are the objectives? Um, and, and before we start to get into, well, I want my guests to do this. Sure. But like, really, what what is your big big, big objective. What do you want? And, um, and if you start with that, you can pretty quickly, uh, you know, uh, figure out how to solve, solve for that. Well, I want to spend less time doing this. Well, it's like, there's two ways to do it. Hire a better general manager or hire a management company. Um, and, uh, but probably don't spend all your time getting to be an expert on the nuances of hotel operations. Um, and find somebody that you can trust to to do that. Start the relationship with articulating your goals so that they can solve for them.
0: Thank you so much, Rami, for your time today. I do appreciate it. Um, I wish you all the best with your ventures moving forwards, and we will certainly find time to catch up again soon.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the Boho News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to boutiquehotelnews.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.